Welcome to the Real Estate Investing Club. This is the place everyday real estate investors gather to share their best stories, biggest insights, and favorite tactics to grow a portfolio of cash-flowing properties in today's market. Here's your host, Gabe Peterson. All right. Welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Investing Club. Today, we have Trevor Oldham with us. This is going to be a unique episode because we are talking about kind of a meta topic being a podcast. Trevor specializes in helping investors get on podcasts to uh, raise capital, help with their coaching pro- program, all that stuff. So we're going to dive deep into a kind of niche aspect of marketing in the real estate industry. I am super excited, Trevor. Thank you very much for hopping on the show. Yeah, thank you, Gabe. Excited to be here and uh, yeah, excited. Absolutely. Um, and actually, I don't know if I mentioned the company. Trevor's founded uh, Podcasting You. So podcastingyou.com is where you can find that if during this episode you guys have any questions. Um, Trevor, I mentioned before we get on here, we like to start with stories. We like to hear how people got started down the path they're on. Um, I'm sure you got a good one. Why don't you take us back to the beginning? How'd you get started in real estate? Yeah, most certainly. And looking at my story, I believe it starts back in 2015. And at that at that time, I was running a different company. And I'd started my own podcast back then. And I was booking the guests for my show. And some of the guests that I had interviewed were Jay Papazan and, and David Osborne, very successful real estate folks themselves, especially Jay Papazan. If you ever read his book, um, The Millionaire Real Estate Investor, he co-authored that with Gary Keller. You know, and being able to interview those folks really introduced me into the world of real estate. I went out and I got my real estate license at 19. Unfortunately, never did anything, never did anything with it, but I was just <laughs> super interested in in real estate and wanted to go out there and and get my license. So I went out there and then then uh went out there and did that. And then from there, fast forward about two years of that company that I was running. Unfortunately it didn't work out with between my partner and I and I sort of just started freelancing my skills that I had learned. You know, I was booking my own guests. I was editing my show. I was doing my own show notes. And one day I came across a turnkey real estate investor based out of Los Angeles. And she wanted to go out there and get booked on podcasts. And I thought to myself, well, you know, how hard could that be to book her on shows, picked up with her. And then really over the course of three years, worked with a lot of different niches outside of real estate and business and doctors and business coaches and just all these different niches. And I realized after about three years of running the business, I just enjoyed working with real estate investors. They're the nicest group of folk. (laughs) <laughs> to work with, I get the most benefit, you know, from talking to them. And I just enjoyed it. And then, you know, I made that decision about two, two and a half years ago now that I only want to work with folks in the real estate space. And that's really, that's really just how it started. I never really thought it would be the, you know, specializing in real estate. It sort of just happened and morphed its way through the company of, you know, just learning the different niches that I'd like to work with. And then, and then you look at real estate as a whole, there's so many different niches. You know, I thought I was sticking to to one niche and then, you know, we got a client that's coming to us multifamily and then self-storage and mobile home park. Then I learned, you know, mortgage notes and private lending and real estate debt funds. And there's all these different aspects of it. That's just absolutely fascinating to me. Yeah. Real estate, um, it, putting it all in one category, just real estate. It, it really, you know, when you're looking as a, as an outsider, um, you just think real estate is everything, and then you start to get into it, and you're like, "Holy crap!" There are a lot of different opportunities, a lot of different avenues mm-hmm. to actually execute in real estate, um, which is one of the reasons I love it so much. Uh, but I love your story. So you started a podcast yourself in 2015. Was that what was the topic of podcasting of your of your podcast? 
Yeah. So at that time I was running like a motivational based company and I guess motivational based self-development sort of mm. company, I would mm-hmm. say. So it actually grew rather quickly. We had a hundred K Instagram following. We had like 400,000 followers on Facebook and I was just interviewing very successful entrepreneurs and business owners and real estate professionals. And that was sort of the niches I wanted to look into their self-development routine, see what they're doing, see how they built their businesses from the ground up and got to about 60 or so episodes and, you know, super awesome podcast before I eventually, you know, stopped doing it. I kind of wish I did because we were getting quite a bit of downloads and I can imagine how much it would have grown in the five years since then. But, you know, you live and you learn from it. Yeah, for sure. It's funny you say that. I actually, when I started this podcast, uh, shoot, it must have been three years ago. Um, I, I started two podcasts simultaneously. It's right when COVID hit. And I just, you know, before that, I had been out there networking and now I couldn't network. And so I was just trying to find some way to keep meeting people, learning from other people. So I started these two podcasts. The second one was uh, called Pursuing Greatness. And it was just like in the self-development mm-hmm. category because I just wanted to interview people that were in that were not in real estate. Um, and it was a lot of fun. I Podcasting is one of my favorite things. Uh, and even if you're, you know, we're going to talk about real estate today, but it is beneficial to every type of business out there um, to, to run your own podcast, not only for your own knowledge, but also for your branding and all that stuff. So uh, so let's use that as a segue to jump right in. Uh, you, as you said, you specialize in real estate podcasting. You help people get onto podcasts, which means there's demand for people to want to be on podcasts. So let's go over that first. Um, why do you generally see investors like myself, like all the guests who have been on my show, why do you see them wanting to go out there and get on a podcast like this? I find the biggest reason that they want to go out there is to get more eyeballs on their company, you know, no matter what they're doing. And, and more often than not, the majority of our clients, they're folks that are raising capital and they can they can never have enough leads in their business. Typically, folks, I believe it was a statistic, or it was about 40% of podcast listeners have a household income of more than 250K. And say if you have a 506B, you know, 506C deal and you need that credit investor, you know, they're not that shy, or maybe someone in that household, you know, is earning that 200 k a year alone, you know, that's really the biggest reason. And that's the first reason. And I would say the second reason is that it gives their brand or gives their company more of a real look and feel. You know, people have Mm. heard of them. They can Mm -hmm. put their interviews that they do on their website. They're an actual real company. And and it sort of just helps them to promote themselves in that sort of sense where, you know, their company is a real company and, and that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's amazing. I even found that myself. Um, and you know, you, it's, it's interesting how people perceive uh, authority. Um, you know, obviously, experience is is the number one in authority. But if you just have that little podcast, uh, you know, something that you can show that you've been out there, and other people have uh, recognized your authority in the space, um, and you know, you've been on somebody else's podcast, they interviewed about you about real estate. Um, that gives other people a, a a sense that you are an authority in the in the field. Um, and they will trust you more when it comes to doing deals, all that stuff. Um, and so it really is a good tool, you know, to put in your tool belt. The stat that you just said, though, kind of blew my mind. You said 40% of, was it REI, uh, real estate investing listeners or 40% of business podcast listeners are, uh, you know, fit within the 506C, um, $200,000 or more per year. Bucket. Yep. So it was in the yep. So it was in the real estate investing space, and I, mm. I can't remember the study that I pulled from, and I only know this 
because I so I basically wrote an, an ebook. <clears throat> if you go on our website, it'll probably pop up, and I'll say like the seven shocking things you should know about before going on a podcast. And when I was pulling statistics to show people like That's how a good great title, by the way, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. And I was trying to pull some statistics to show people how great podcasts are, and I saw that stat. And that was probably about a year or two ago. So, you know, the income might have increased from there. But I know, you know, I'm not just saying that there was some study out there. And I think I might even link the study in that in that ebook. But yeah, it, it really blew my mind, you know, how many people, the percentage of people that listen to podcasts relative to how great their income are. I mean, you could imagine, you know, if you're spending time listening to a real estate podcast, you're trying to better yourself or you're trying to build your real estate business. You know, those are folks that are typically, you know, probably be a little bit more wealthier and someone mm-hmm. that's not listening to podcasts. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, um, which also makes sense to go on a podcast to raise capital because if 40% of the listeners are, uh, you know, fit within the 506C category, then that is a, that's that's your target market. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Um, so across all your clients, how many podcasts do you generally suggest people go on before they kind of see a critical mass of um, seeing the benefit in their in their business? I typically recommend about 10, 10 or so podcasts. That way you can get diversified enough because there might be a podcast where we place one client on where they might get 10 leads. We place another client on that and they get no leads. It's just how the audience reacts to the story. It could be a certain place in time or what they're talking about. But yeah, typically I recommend about 10 or so podcasts and you sort of want to make it like an ongoing part of your marketing strategy. Mm-hmm. You know, if you expect to do, you know, one podcast a month, it could be hard to see results, especially when it comes to the podcasting space. And I don't think a lot of people know only the, I say if you're a podcast host, you know, but a lot of times hosts, you know, you know, probably someone similar to yourself, you have a back full of episodes out there where I could do the interview today and it could be released in six to eight weeks. So it could be a little bit longer of a cycle. And especially like, let's say we're booking the interview out two to four weeks and we have another six to eight weeks to release the interview. It could definitely take a little while before you to really start seeing your, your results. So again, you know, some interviews you might do and the interview might be out in a week or two, but for the good majority of them, it could take about four to six weeks from the time you do your interview to the interview being released. So a lot of people don't know that. And it's hard to keep them in mind because we'll have someone come to us and they're doing a capital raise and they have, you know, an end date of when they can raise that capital and they might give us a two month time frame, and it's going to be nearly impossible to get, you know, help them raise capital in that two month time frame because, we're not, I would say not, not miracle workers. We can't make the podcast host, you know, publish an episode that's up to the guest. You know, the mm-hmm. host has that right of that right of passage. Um, so that's just something to really keep in mind. You know, I would also say uh, as a guest. Yeah, yeah. And that is true. In fact, uh, most most people who come on the sh- this show um, and they haven't done a lot of podcasts in, the, in you know, in their history, they're surprised when I tell them, you know, we're we're two months out um, releasing episodes. And so this episode that we just recorded isn't going to go live until um, I mean, this specific one probably won't go live until the end of January, beginning of February. And we're recording this on uh, December 16th. Uh, so there's definitely a lead uh, there. So it makes a lot of sense that if you do want to use podcasts as a, a marketing avenue for your business, for your real estate business, you should probably start sooner than later. So you have that backlog out there. Um, so outside of the the specific podcast itself, do you guys do any repurposing? This is something that I've so many people have told me that I need to do with this podcast is repurpose it, put it on other other platforms and I just haven't done it. Um you know, I'm mo- mostly focused on my actual real estate business and not my podcast, but um it's something that I know really helps people grow their their real estate, you know, their their get their message out there, grow their brand. 
so is that something you help people do is repurpose the content or is it just the booking? Uh, yeah, yes, it is. So that's something that we honestly, we added as a service. I want to say back in May, it wasn't something that we ever you know, really thought of offering. But then when, it's funny enough, we had a couple of clients come to us and say, hey, can you help take my interviews and turn them into social media content mm-hmm. for us or take them and turn them into short clips on YouTube? So that's kind of how it got started, just our clients asking us. But yeah, that's something that we do. And it's honestly, I handle all that on our side of the company. I handle all the editing just because I I know I really enjoy that aspect of it. I sort of just kind of like starting my own podcast. I self-taught my, myself everything. And I sort of enjoy the challenge of making the uh, the clips better, making them more professional. And, you know, some learning curves definitely along the way had to give a, I would say the first couple of people that had a steep discount, you know, sort of use that as my learning curve. And we had to bump up the prices as a, as we got better and sort of thing. But yeah, was, uh, I love repurposing content. That's a big benefit of going on a podcast where you could take like a 30 minute interview and really create almost like a month's worth of content. You know, you can create 10 to 15 pieces of content, and especially if you're going out there and posting it on like LinkedIn or, you know, Instagram where it's 30, 60 seconds of a clip. Or if you go on YouTube, you might have, you know, four to five different videos of you talking for, you know, three to four minutes at a time. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, I mean, you really do get a lot of content just within one, one episode. Um, and damn, it, it, <laughs> I, I've been saying that I need to do that for, for months now and I just haven't done it. So one of these days I will uh, repurpose the content from this podcast. Um, but we are, uh, we're rounding out our 15 minutes. We try to keep this, this show around 20 minutes before we move on to the quick question round though. Um, I do have one question is what is the, do you have any tips and tricks? Well, actually two questions. Sorry. First question, uh, at what point in a real estate investor's journey should they consider, um, jumping onto a podcast? Yep. So I typically say someone that's been around at least three years mm. is my recommendation. You're going to want to be someone that I say three years with a grain of salt. We're at the same point. If you're someone that's been in a year and say you have a thousand doors or a thousand units and you have, you know, at least $10 million asset under management, it's going to be a lot easier for you to get booked on a podcast. You know, there are podcasts that are say, for people that are a little bit newer in the space, maybe they, you know, they've just done their first fix and flip or they just, you know, the rent, you know, their house hacking and, and have a duplex. It's just going to be a limited amount of podcasts. And the reason I say this is we have had clients that have been in the space for two years and they have $5 million, you know, in assets under management, which is phenomenal. You know, that would, you know, that'd be amazing if I was someone that was doing that. But at the same point, a lot of times we'll get feedback from hosts that just, they just want them to have more experience. So I don't want someone to waste their time trying to shoot for the stars and go on these podcasts. But again, there are still podcasts out there for focusing on people that are newer in the space, and that might be worth your while. But if you're someone that's raising capital, you know, you're you're going to want to be around the space for a little bit while. You know, the last thing you want to do is you go on podcasts and an investor calls you up and they're asking your background, hey, how long have you been in the space? You know, three months. I know as a passive investor, I'd be a little bit leery investing if someone has only been around the space three months, but say they've been in the space two years and they have, you know, 10 million in assets, you know, I might take a little bit better look at them, but yeah, it's, it's really all relative. If you're someone that's super successful in the first year, could be worth your while. But if you're someone that's just starting off, it typically wouldn't tell you to hold off. Yeah. Yeah. And we, uh, I have turned away a number of um, investors who are just getting started. Um, not because I don't, you know, I, I have all the respect for people just getting started because, uh, you know, we all are at that point at some point in our career. Um, it's just that, you know, when, when you're just getting started, you don't have a ton of, um, of wisdom to share with the audience. And that's, uh, that's one of the other things, but it's not to say 
don't do it. Um, I feel like there, like you said, there are podcasts out there who do have people with a little bit less experience. Um, and it's a, it's a great thing to start. Um, so the last question before we get into the quick question round is, uh, tips. Um, this is kind of a meta topic just because we're on a podcast, but for people who are looking to get onto a podcast, what is a tip that you would recommend or give to them um, when they you know, jump on the podcast themselves? Yeah, I would say the biggest thing I recommend is having a professional microphone. It's just mm. going to make your sound quality a lot better. I find too many times folks think that they can do an interview with their AirPods or just have their doing it off their iPhone and speaking into the phone or whatever phone that they may have. You can really go out on Amazon, buy a good quality mic. I personally use the Blue Yeti. I think it's like a hundred bucks. If it's budget conscious, you can buy the Blue Snowball. It's about 50 bucks. And there's obvious audio technique. If you just go on Amazon and search microphones, you'll you'll see that they have plenty. And you just want to have a good quality microphone because no one wants to listen to an interview where it sounds like nails on a chalkboard. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I that's funny you said. Blue Yeti was the first mic I uh, I bought. Um, I've since gone to the Sure, but uh, I could not get the... Um... I don't know all the audio words, mm. but I couldn't get the the ratio right. And so my voice sounded super, uh, super scratchy. But a lot of people, you know, if they're better than me at technology, they definitely know how to use that one. Um, all right. That moves us to the quick question round. Are you ready? I am ready. Well, let's do it. Starts with books. Give me two recommendations. One for general life wisdom, one for real estate specific. Sure. I would say the first one for for life wisdom would probably be the four agreements. That's one of my Ooh, favorite books. Man, so, first person to say that, one of my favorite books. Great. Yeah, great yeah it's one of my favorite books. And then and I would say real estate. It's sort of like real estate, but life. It's, I would say I recommend The Wealthy Gardener. It's basically a book. Okay. And it's about a parable of a gardener, per se. But it's basically the dad's writing the book to his son. And the premise of the book is the dad is a chiropractor in real life. And he built up a passive income stream of 200K a year. I think through doing single family rentals and multifamily deals, but it's just a phenomenal book. He built it up over 20 years and you realize like the hard work that goes into building a successful real estate business. And that's not a book I hear too many people talk about. I think Brandon Turner posted it on his Instagram about two or three years ago. And then I went out and bought it. And I was like, wow, this is one of the best books I've I've ever read and try to read it at least once a year. Nice, man. I love it. So what's the name of that one again? The Wealthy Gardener. Wealthy. I'm writing this down. Wealthy Gardener. All right, I am picking that one up. I love books um, that you know share wisdom, but in a story form, like uh, mm-hmm. um, The Alchemist, stuff like that. Yep. Uh, really great books. And Four Agreements. Surprisingly, you are the first person on this podcast. We're at episode three hundred something. You're oh, the wow. first person to recommend that, and it's one of my favorite. Um, and I'm just going to list it off here because it is one of my favorite books. And the Four Agreements are: be impeccable with your word, don't take anything personally, don't make assumptions, and always do your best. Super great book for anybody who's out there, uh, kind of into the wisdom, self improvement kind of I you know genre of books. So great recommendation. I'm going to move us on to the next question. This is for your younger self. So go back to the Trevor who had no experience in real estate, no experience in podcasting. He was just buying his first mic. Go to him, look him in the eye, give him one piece of advice moving forward. Yeah, I guess the best piece of advice would just be fail faster. Mm. I think too many times I let what other people would think of me, especially early on starting the business saying, you know, I'm not good enough. Or I don't know what I'm doing. And, and that sort of prevented, I think, growth where I could have grown quicker. I'd rather mm-hmm. fail quicker and just make make mistakes and not really care, you know, what other people think. And that would be the biggest thing for my younger self. Yeah. Yeah. Failing faster is a, uh, it's hard advice to really take in because, you know, nobody wants to fail, um, but you do have to fail in order to, mm-hmm. in order to succeed because there are things that you just don't know and don't 
no, you don't know. Um, and that's just, that's just how it is. Mm -hmm. So great advice. Uh, I'm going to move us on. This next question is about strengths. We are all gifted with strengths that we uniquely give this world. So what is your Superman strength? Yeah, I would probably say my Superman strength is just perseverance, you know, just overcoming, just overcoming so many different challenges, you know, whether in my business or in my personal life, you know, things that have happened, just having to bounce back. And to give you like an example of in my personal life where last year, actually about this time, I'm looking out, looking about a year. So to give you some context, I like to work out, work out about five days a week and I ended up getting my COVID vaccine. So this is my third, third shot. Woke up a few days later, wasn't feeling good, couldn't breathe. Ended up going to the doctor and got diagnosed with myocarditis. And for those <laughs> folks who don't know what that is, it's basically I had inflammation in and around my heart and can be like a very sudden. Basically, it's like the leading cause of sudden death in young adults. So it's oh, pretty man. scary. So I had to spend time in the cardiac you know, unit at the hospital. Couldn't work out for three months. So Oof. I was like, what am I going to do during these three months? You know, so I ended up doing, uh, ended up doing yoga every day. You know, right. try to do that, you know, the Tom, you know, I'm from New England, so Tom Brady pliability, you know, workout, workout in my living room because I, I literally couldn't do that walk. I couldn't run. I couldn't lift any weights. And, you know, I'd been working out for five years and all of a sudden three months, I can't do anything. You know, it, it absolutely crushed me. And, you know, now I'm, you know, all healthy again. But yeah, that was an instance where, you know, I was thinking I was going to celebrate the new year and end up spending the day or spending the night in the, in, a, in the cardiac unit in the hospital. You know, I'm. I'm 25. So that's usually not an issue. I think of heart problems, you know, being this young. Yeah. Yeah. Life's gonna, it's gonna hit you in the gut every once in a while. And you just gotta, mm -hmm. just gotta move on. Um, yoga is one way to do that. It's surprisingly hard to do yoga. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I, I did it a few times a while back. Um, I haven't done it since, but it is definitely an exercise. All right. That moves us to the next question. This is mentors. None of us are islands. We all stand on the shoulders of giants. So who is one mentor who has contributed significantly to your career today? Yeah, I would say when I'm thinking through, I would probably say the biggest, not someone I met in person. I think for me, it's been Jim Rohn, just listening oh, yeah. to his, listening to his wisdom and reading his books and watching his YouTube videos. And it was funny when I was taking and got my real estate license back, you know, when I was 19, I won a raffle and it was a CD set of Jim Rohn's like best talks. And I used to just drive around always listening to him. And, you know, unfortunately he passed, but just his wisdom and listening to how his talks and, and reading his books. And then you also have Ryan Tracy, you know, another early developed, you know, early on sort of person. No, not as early on as Napoleon Hill, but in the 90s and 80s, you know, just reading their books and just taking their wealth of wisdom. And, you know, that was really before you had the influencers of today and and how they dominate. You know, you had these really business professionals going out there and speaking and they weren't doing it for likes and clicks or or notoriety or anything like that they just wanted to share their information so yeah definitely jim Rohn. just following his teaching has been uh, phenomenal for me yeah i uh I, I haven't listened a lot to jim Rohn, but um i used to really like zig ziglar who is kind of mm -hmm. kind of fits in the same category yep. really great guys uh their messages are are timeless so um yeah, makes sense. Let's move to the second. No, I think that was the second to last question. Now we're on the last question. Um, you've given us a lot of good advice, a lot of good wisdom. I'm sure people want to reach out, learn more about Podcast You and about how podcasting can help their business. So what is the best way for that anybody who wants to reach out to you to get in contact with you? Uh, sure. Yeah. So they can go to our website, podcastingyou.com. So podcastingyou.com. Or they can feel free to check me out on LinkedIn um, under my name, Trevor Oldham. Um, feel free to connect. Shoot me a message there. Happy to chat. 
All right. Yep. That's podcastingu.com. I will put that link in the show notes. So if y'all want to reach out to Trevor, just go ahead and click a little more in the description. It'll pull down the full description and in there you can find Trevor's link. All right, Trevor, that wraps it up. Thank you very much for hopping on the show. Thank you. Absolutely. For everybody who's here with us today, thank you for showing up. You are the reason we do this. So if you guys have any questions whatsoever, reach out to me, Gabe at the real estate investing club.com. Other than that, hope you guys have an absolutely fantastic week. Keep rocking real estate. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. All right. Before I officially sign off, I have a quick announcement to make. If you're interested in becoming a passive investor in one of my deals, my own company, Kaizen Properties, is looking for capital partners for our upcoming projects. We invest in what are known as recession-resistant assets, mainly self-storage facilities, mobile home and RV parks, and industrial properties. If you're interested in investing and would like to learn a little bit more about my company, our investing criteria, and some of the previous projects we've done, Go to the Real Estate Investing Club podcast at therealestateinvestingclub.com and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the page. Click on the Invest With Us button. That'll pop up the investor form. Fill that out and we will reach back out to you as soon as we can. Or if you prefer a little bit more of a personal touch, you can reach out to me at gabe at therealestateinvestingclub.com. So really, that is it. Again, it was a pleasure hanging out with you guys during this episode, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.